Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning back in and joining me on my ramblings and rantings and ravings and craziness. Couldn't find a word uh, starting with the letter R for, I guess, ridiculousness. Ridiculousness could work. You get the point. Welcome back. So happy to have you guys. This week, we have a lot to cover, but I just wanted to recap uh, last episode um, where we talked about Jill Scott and Erica Badu and how black women are just, you know, out here saving the world, you know, during quarantine, reminding people of the best of themselves. Michelle Obama's um, uh, documentary for Becoming came out. We really enjoyed that. Like, I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed that. I watched it twice teared up both times because you know not to make things uber political but there was a time where like you could trust your leaders uh maybe even a little too much so um it's like I always say Barack Obama uh, he who was not a perfect president who made his mistakes and who did things wrong Barack Obama showed us who we could be this current administration shows us who we are and watching Michelle Obama's documentary was just a reminder of who we want to be we want to be these hopeful people who listen to each other who fight for one another who stand up for one another the best of ourselves right well since we were all fluffy and happy and cushy uh this week (laughs) kind of came with the vengeance Uh, reminding us of what is actually happening and who we actually are. Um, So without further ado, it's a full episode of Church Announcements, and you will see why. Um, All right, Earl, take it away. Let the people of the Reclaim say amen. Glad to be here, say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We're glad that y'all here today, and these will be your Church Announcements. This is a story all about how white people weaponize the police and wow, just take a minute and listen to me. I'll tell you how it all points to white supremacy. (laughs) I had to do it. I'm sorry. (laughs) The Philadelphian in me and the Will Smith fan in me had to throw it back to Fresh Prince a little bit. If you don't know what the Fresh Prince is, you're too young for the show. I'm just teasing, but you probably are. Um, Whew. What a crazy uh, few days. Um, We come off that high of Erica Badu and Jill Scott and Michelle Obama to Amy Cooper. Let's just dive right on in. Amy Cooper, who is a white woman, uh, she called the police on Christian Cooper, no relation, who is a black man, um, because he asked her to put a leash on her dog. Here's how it goes. Christian Cooper is an is an avid bird watcher and he frequents this area in Central Park, New York, known as the Ramble. It's supposed to be like this wildlife, naturey spot in the middle of Central Park. And apparently he encountered Miss Amy there with her I don't know what kind of dog it was. It was a fluffy fluffy uh, cocker spaniel maybe. I don't know. I don't know my dog breeds as well as I thought. 
but she and her dog are playing in the park. But in this particular area of the park, the ramble, you're supposed to have your dogs leashed at all times. Because, you know, if you look at typical dog runs, dog parks, there's not a lot of plant growth. There's not a lot of other animals around. Um, They're usually trying to hide from the dogs, rightfully so. So you can imagine Christian, you know, being a little, you know, perturbed. Like, hey, I came here to see the birds and you're letting your dog run. Do you mind putting this leash on your dog? Christian says, and I quote, this is important to us birders because we know that dogs won't be off leash at all. And we can go and we can go there. Speaking of the ramble to see ground dwelling birds. That's what he told CNN. People spend a lot of money and time planting in those areas as well. Nothing grows in a dog run for a reason. So it all makes sense. There are signs all over the place that says, please leash your dog. They're not saying that you can't have dogs out there, but please have your dogs on a leash you know, please respect the park, all that stuff like that. Right. Miss Amy wasn't having it. So she decides (laughs) to get into an argument with Christian over what the signs clearly say. And so the argument escalates to the point of which we've seen the viral video that was recorded by Christian. She then proceeds to call the police on Christian. And before she does so, says, I'm going to tell them that there's an African-American man threatening my life. (sighs) Amy fully knew well what she was doing. I don't care what anyone tells me. I don't care what anyone says. Amy knew full well exactly what she was doing, and she was risking Christian's life. Not that I'm going to, she didn't say, I'm going to tell them that you are threatening my life, because that would have been bad enough. Like someone asked you, in a very nice way to follow the rules of the park because there's multiple reasons why, right? Just out of courtesy, follow the rules of the park. You are not above the rules. Follow these rules. Everybody gets along. That's why we have rules. So everyone can enjoy the park, right? Rather than doing that, you want to get, you want to get all, all privileged and, and, and supreme and and feeling supreme. And yeah, then you want to weaponize the police against the person who is literally just asking you to follow the rules of the park. Christian wasn't rude. Christian wasn't uh, belligerent. But even if he was, it wasn't like he was actually threatening her life. He was asking her to leash her damn dog. (sighs) Amy knew full well what she was doing. She knew that she was weaponizing police against Christian, who's standing there as a black man. I am going to tell them that there is an African-American man threatening my life. Now, mind you, he didn't even make any advances toward her. He said, please do not come close to me when she charged at him, raising her finger in his face. Please do not come close to me. He's asked her twice. He even said he never even raised his voice or swore at her. He said, you know, what? you could tell the police whatever you like. I'm going to stand here and record. She got some distance away, multiple feet away, and it proceeds to turn on, turn on the white tears. He's, 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 he's threatening me. He's attacking me. Meanwhile, she's strangling her poor dog. The dog can't breathe. The dog is screaming. She's using the dog's uh, pleas for help, in, <laughs> essentially, to add to the drama of all of this. Long and short, the, end, uh, the New York Police Department said they, did, they received no complaints and they made no arrests. So I guess whoever was over at 911 that day was a real G because <laughs> they weren't even have, having it. Um, and it's so fresh. It was so frustrating to watch because it's like, I am literally watching this woman weaponize 
her whiteness to 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 threaten the life of this black man who was doing nothing wrong like i could actually understand if he was actually trying to hurt you trying to cause harm to you trying to cause harm to your dog absolutely call the police absolutely call law enforcement that's what they're for they're coming to protect people from being harmed however a black man how dare a black man come up to you and ask you to follow the rules that people who probably look like you actually put into place man listen when that video hit the internet oh black twitter got to work they they went straight to all the receipts they found where miss amy worked they found where she even got her dog from i don't even know how but amen like someone needs to someone needs to pay black twitter um because black twitter does the lord's work found out where amy worked contact her contacted her employer her employer immediately released a statement that they were going to do an investigation um she had to surrender her dog because in the video you could see that's animal abuse that is happening rather than just putting the dog on a leash like if you want to step away and make a phone call or, or some bs um for some 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 privileged stuff some racist stuff at least at least don't commit animal abuse at least don't do that at the very least don't hurt the animals they didn't have anything to do with this um but she was so in her tizzy so in a fit that it could be it's literally seen on video that she's strangling that daggone dog she had to surrender her dog, and now what I just read is she is banned, B-A-N-N-E-D, banned from Central Park, the entirety of Central Park. Are you kidding? You mean to tell me in one day, on Memorial Day, you, you got, you had to surrender your dog, you can't go to Central Park ever again, any, not one single solitary foot of Central Park. And you lost your job? It brings up a line from the movie Friday, classic movie Friday. How you gonna get fired on your day off? <laughs> this. This is how you get fired on your day off. Racism. <sighs> it's it's I had to think she could have just she could have just sat there and leashed up her dog and enjoyed the rest of the day at the park. Amy, of course, has already turned on the tears, um, saying that. Ay, 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 ay. I'm sorry. It's just, just, this is just so funny. This is just so funny for me. Like I just, I could just hear, hear the, the spin machine and the white tears. She says, <coughs> excuse me, quote, I sincerely and humbly apologize to everyone, especially to that man and his family. I am not a racist. Sure. I am not a racist. I didn't, I did not mean to harm that man in any way. And she supposedly placed emphasis on the fact that she didn't mean to harm anyone, um, any harm to the African-American uh, community, which, sure, okay. You were a white woman in a park calling 911 and you weren't in any distress. So that's already a crime. You're already playing on law enforcement's dispatch's phone. You're already making a false claim. That's, that's a crime. That's a crime. So we need charges brought. So yeah, you losing your job, your dog, and your rights to even attend the one massive park in your city. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. But charges need to be brought because you're making false claims against people. And that's never cool. That's never all right. And 
Weaponizing whiteness is never good. Weaponizing your white tears is never good. We've already seen what it could do to people. Um, shout out to Emmett Till. Shout out to the town of Rosewood. Shout out to the Tulsa race riots. It's what they call it. It was a race riot. It was, wasn't a race riot. It was a massacre. It was a bunch of white people who charged into, into uh, Black Wall Street and burned it down. That's what happened. Because, because a white woman literally went <laughs> and lied. So, thank you, Amy, for joining that pantheon. I'm happy that Christian was all right, that he's safe. And, you know, this was a learning. This was a learning curve, right? Skipping on down to our next person, Lana Del Rey. What is going on, sis? <laughs> what is going on? Lana Del Rey should have just announced her new music and moved along rather than just announcing her new project that's supposedly coming out in September, I believe. She decided to go on a very convoluted, very unnecessary, very mixed up, mismatched rant where there was a sliver of a actual point that she could have actually talked about and made a great point and set herself up really well as opposed to what she actually did so she started off her little soliloquy on instagram it should still be there if she hasn't taken it down which i would advise her to take that down immediately and get and do some soul searching and get someone to this is this is why people like me social media managers are essential because they keep brands and businesses from diving into the bullshit. Here is a celebrity, a top celebrity. Lana Del Rey has enjoyed some massive and major fame, major accolades. Like people know who she is. Most people, I'm not gonna say all people. A lot of people know who she is. Um, She makes sad hippy dippy music um, for the 2000s and the, the 2010s of it all, right? So before there was your Billie Eilish, there was a Lana Del Rey, right? So <sighs> she writes in her soliloquy. I'm not going to read the entire thing. I'm just going to read a section, the section we're going to discuss for the day. Um, question for the culture, which immediately pause. When we say for the culture, you know who we're talking about. We're talking about the culture. <laughs> we talk about black people. But all right, fine. You want to appropriate a term that you obviously did not use well and then grab the attention of the people from that culture. I digress. Question for the culture. Now that Doja Cat, Ariana, Camilla, Cardi B, Kehlani, and Nicki Minaj and Beyonce have number one songs about being sexy, wearing no clothes, fucking, cheating, etc. Can I please go back to singing about being embodied, feeling beautiful by being in love, even if the relationship is not perfect, or dancing for money or whatever I want without being crucified or saying that I'm glamorizing abuse. There's a lot to unpack in that one mixed up, mismatched, uh, run-on sentence that, that was happening there. If she wanted to talk about her upcoming album, just talk about your upcoming album. If you wanted to address the, your music critics, go ahead. Uh, Timothy at Pitchfork, (laughs) you know, uh, Jonathan at Rolling Stone, Bethany Ann from whatever website, wherever. Go ahead and address, 
go ahead talk to your the critics of my to the critics of my music talk to them why you gotta bring us into it and no yes very very true not every single person that she brought up is black but a large percentage is are women of color who have identified as women of color now don't you cat she's 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 pretty much canceled because she's out here entertaining trumpies and incels and we we're not about that life we're not about you know tap dance step and fetch it for for racists we're not going to do that but to be fair for Do- for doja cat she did have some hits and we're going to drop a tear and pour one out for when she was relevant and cool um i have not for anyone who's about to ask me i have not seen her apology nor do i care to when, i didn't need to see too much of candace owens to know who candace owens was same thing with diamond and silk didn't need to need, see too much of them to know who they are it's just unfortunate that, you know, the incels favorite, the Trumpies favorite is now occupying the number three spot on Billboard. However, you know, they could use her for the Trump rallies. Fine. Even though she says, I identify as a black woman. You know what? You need to figure out who you actually identify with, because right now you, you, you don't look very identifiable. But back to Lana Del Rey. Back to Lana Del Rey. Why bring a majority of women of color into your mess? Like, why, why, why are you acting like you, first of all, why are you acting like you had anything to do with it? Um, secondly, why are you thumbing your nose at the music that they make? Um, I just, I don't, I don't understand. And then when she was called out about it, she said, it, this is sad to make it about a women of color issue, despite the fact that uh, six of the seven women that you named are women of color. Um, it's sad to make it a woman of color issue. I'm just talking about my favorite singers. I could have said anyone or picked any of my favorite fucking people. I'm like, babe, you didn't have to pick anybody. You didn't have to pick anybody. Why is it that women in this um, industry are overly sexualized? Why do women have to be over se- overly sexualized for popularity? Boom. Massive point made. Wow. Look at that. You didn't drag anybody into it. You didn't name no names. You didn't seem like you were being disrespectful. You didn't have the whispers of racism, which I don't think this is racism as much as it's privilege because Lana Del Rey feels like she's entitled to some of the fame that a Nicki Minaj, that a Beyonce, that a, uh, that a Kalani, that a Cardi B, that a Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, I forgot Megan Thee Stallion. I'm sorry. I meant to read her name. Sorry, Meg, nothing personal just missed it in my notes. Um, I love you. <laughs> anyway, um, that a Megan the Stallion has right now. She feels like she's entitled to some of that popularity and she's not. You're not entitled to things that you didn't work for. That's just the lie of privilege and supremacy. Anyway, moving along. <clears throat> so I have a few quotes for you that pretty much summed up what I thought was going on with Lana Del Rey and the point that she was trying to make, which was, there were several, (laughs) there were several different points. And this is again, hiring people who like will read things for you and say, Hey, you know what? I wouldn't post this, you know, like what, what are we actually trying to go for here? What's the message that we're trying to get to? Let's talk that. Let's get to the core and the meat and the, the, the root, the root of what we're trying to actually talk about because Lana, man, this was all over the place. (laughs) So child, 
Um, so this quote comes from Danielle Coetta Clark. And she says, Lana Del Rey erased the work of black women and played the oppression Olympics just to promote two poetry books and an album, the caucasity of it all. And Danielle is a writer, um, is a, sorry, culture and entertainment director, pardon me, culture and entertainment director at Teen Vogue. Meanwhile, Ashley Reese of Jezebel says, the optics of Lana, a white woman, complaining about feminism, lacking space for her while critiquing the acclaim allotted to several black pop artists is mortifying. Beautifully said, beautifully said. I love good writers. My favorite piece, however, came from Michael Blackman, um, who is a news, oh, sorry, BuzzFeed news writer. And he says, quote, her statement is arrogant and ahistorical. The idea that she ushered in a wave of women artists singing about sex and failed relationships is just absurd. When there were many people before her who have sung about the very same subject, she fails to recognize that the majority of the women she named, many of whom are black or women of color, have endured a lot of the same struggles as Del Rey, and often to a greater extent because of their race. There's an entire history of women singers and songwriters making music the kind Del Rey seems to believe that she invented, who are completely erased by her statements. And that was Michael Blackman for Black, uh, Black Jesus, Blackfeed, no, not Blackfeed, Buzzfeed. <laughs> um, so well said. Are you kidding me? Beautifully said. <sighs> Lana, Lana writes this whole piece and she's, you know, like I said, she's, she's talking about Doja Cat and Beyonce talk about sex, feel sexually liberated. And she, she talks about the criticism of her music, um, which is valid criticism that she does glamorize abuse. She's like, well, I'm talking about relationships that aren't perfect. Well, yeah, you are talking about relationships that aren't perfect. It doesn't mean you, you could listen. You could, you can be, someone said it and I wish I knew who actually said it, but someone said you could be the juiciest peach and there's still going to be people, people who don't like peaches. There's going to be criticism everywhere you go. You just make your music. However, there is a very valid criticism presented to Del Rey. When she talks about, you know, glam, when she really does, she really, really does glamorize a lot of abuse and drug use in her music. I mean, but to be fair, so did uh, Amy Winehouse. And we all stand in Amy Winehouse. Like, I, mm, it's confusing. It, this whole thing is confusing because it's so unnecessary. It's like nobody was talking about Lana Del Rey. Nobody was worried about Lana Del Rey. Nobody was caping up or tearing down Lana Del Rey. We were all just listening to our booty shaking summer music when she came along with, (laughs) well, why? Well, why can they make booty shaking music and I can't make my cocaine carols? (sighs) Lana, Lana, please, Lana, stop. Lana writes as though she's suffered the worst criticism any woman in music ever has. This completely ignores the struggles of women, women artists, some of whom that she mentioned on her own list. Like, did we forget that an entire police union called for a boycott of Beyonce? That's more than some mean words scrawled across a magazine or on the internet, Lana. And then, like, let's go back to the feminism thing. 
saying that I'm not a feminist, but there has to be a place in feminism for women who look and act like me. The kind who says, who says no, but hear men say yes. The kind, the kind of women who are slated mercilessly for being authentic, their, their authentic, delicate selves. How tone deaf, <laughs> how tone deaf. First of all, Lana, you are a white woman. You are a white cisgender heterosexual woman that means feminism was literally created for you your faves the susan b anthony's and all that they literally would have adored you <laughs> they would have adored you and if anyone wants to fight me about susan b anthony she was a racist so we could fight we could fight all day water break so come on come at me bro Feminism was literally made for women that look like Lana and act like Lana. Oftentimes, women of color, specifically, I can't speak for everybody, but specifically for black women, where we're missing from the narrative of feminism. That's why we created womanism. Like, that's what womanism is. It embraces, it embraces women of different um, nationalities, ethnicities, uh, races. It embraces all of that, encapsulates all of that. But it also embraces... Femmes, it embraces femme-leaning uh, persons. It is just an open place for people who are embracing their womanhood. Okay? And so, feminism was literally built for women like Lana Del Rey. So, for her to take a jab at it and then say that there needs to be a place for it, very, very mixed up. But also, it's not very feminist to point at woman, women who... who are feeling sexually liberated, feeling empowered and emboldened and make a very incomplete critique of them. When you literally just want to do the same thing. You just said, can I just write my music that's like this? Can I just write my music that's like Beyonce? That's like a Megan Thee Stallion? No one said that you couldn't. You're letting these critics live rent free in your head and it's making you crazy. And here's how we know. Boo, look at this. Look at what you posted. Lana, I just, I just, can you hire somebody? Can you please hire somebody to like look over things before you post it? Because as I've seen lately, it's just getting progressively worse. Like I see that you dragged FKA Twigs into this, who uh, performs, uh, she does pole dancing. And you're like, I do pole dancing and I get called a whore. And FKA Twigs does pole dancing and she does art. Well, she's a trained dancer. Of course it's art. You just, you're just twirling around to make your, like, your boyfriend happy, which is cute and adorable and wonderful, but people probably called FKA Twigs a whore, too. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Just because she's not freaking out about it doesn't mean that people aren't calling her that. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Just because Beyonce isn't stopping making music because of that one situation that happened with Formation doesn't mean that she's not receiving criticism every second of the day. You're the one who's acting insane about it. And you're the one who's parading your, your, your privilege around about it. If they are famous, why can't I be famous? You can be famous. You are famous. You've enjoyed success for, for the better part of a decade at least. So nobody knows what this is about, but this is working in the opposite way that you want it to. Like, I don't know if you were trying to en enlist Black Rage as a marketing strategy, but it failed because we're just making fun of you now. We're just laughing about it. And secondly, no one's going to, no, no one wants to hear your, I, 
I do the cooking, I do the cleaning, I, uh, you do the you do the bossing, and I'll do the respecting or whatever BS. Like, no, that's not exactly what we want to listen to. No, no. This is 2020, honey. This is 2020, honey. May I suggest hiring an actual marketing strategist instead of doing whatever this mess is? All right, on to the next one. Hannah Brown. I'm not a fan of The Bachelorette. I'm going to straight up say I've never liked The Bachelor. I've never liked The Bachelorette. Someone asked me to talk about it, so I'm going to talk about it. So apparently she got caught using the N-word on her Instagram live. Um, She was apparently one of the most popular bachelorettes of ABC. Um, She was hanging out. She was rapping the lyrics to, uh, to the baby song Rockstar out loud. And she said the N-word. She just dropped it. My thing about that is, uh, you probably, this is not the first time that she said the N-word. She's definitely said it before. She definitely says it when she's walking around because that's how you drop it. That's how you accidentally make a mistake. I remember the first time I got caught cussing and it rolled off my mouth. <laughs> like, I was like, I think I said something to the effect of this is bullshit in front of my mom. But I didn't mean to say this is bullshit, but I was so used to saying it in front of my friends or like in the private, in the privacies of like our, our discussions as like teenagers that it rolled off my lips like I had been saying it for a while because I had. Mmm, because I had. So, Hannah dropping her N-word thing, like that wasn't new. Like she wasn't, it was no trepidation. She was rapping the lyrics. Now I hear a lot of white people getting them all up in arms. Well, if you don't want it said, then black people shouldn't say it. First of all, white people shouldn't be telling black people what they should or should not be saying. They shouldn't, you as white people should not want to say it because of the 500 plus years of violence and rape and murder and pillage and, and cultural, um, destruction that is attached to that word when it comes out of your mouth. Okay. Okay. So you shouldn't be telling black people what to say. Okay. Cause you're just falling in line with your ancestors. You want to be act like you're all different. You want to pretend that you're all woke and cute because it's trendy now. Do right and stop telling people, black people what to say. If you actually want to do right, you too. Also, stop trying to tell black people what to say, okay? It's our culture, okay? We can reclaim those pieces if we, if we so choose, okay? You don't have a right to talk about or to dictate what we decide to do in our communities, okay? That's up to us, right? Where you do have a role, white people, is to tell your friends, your neighbors, your close buddies, hey, you know what? I know you like the baby. Hey, I know you like little Uzi Vert. Hey, I know you like such such a so and so, a little and and YBN, A B C D E F, whoever, colorful person, whatever. Fine, good, well, 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 fine, fantastic, great. We don't say the N word here. We don't say the N word. I know it's in the lyrics. I know it's in the song. Put your privilege on pause. We don't say that. Cause it's not cool for us. I don't care if it's in the lyric. I don't care if it's in the song. I don't care that the rapper said it. I don't care that the singer said it. We, meaning white people, we don't get to say it. Okay. If you want to actually use your privilege for good, that's how stand up to your people. Don't try to turn around and tell black people what to say and what not to say or how to protest or not protest or what to reclaim and what not to reclaim because you don't have any voice in that. You don't get to say, Okay. So for everybody who was about to stand up for little Hannah and, you know, try to buy into her pretty privilege and defend her or whatever, nobody cares. Okay. Moving on. 
So apparently Rachel Lindsay, the only black bachelorette, the only apparently black lead in the franchise's 18 year history. Another reason why I don't like the bachelor or the bachelorette. 18 years and you only found one black person. One, one, 18 years, one, cute. She actually stepped up to try to talk to Hannah because I guess those in the Bachelor, Bachelorette alum are close and, you know, there's a friendship or at least amicability there. So they tried to talk and she was, she said she wasn't pleased with the conversation. Rachel says, quote, to be honest, I'm tired. I am so tired of feeling like I have to be the one to say something fair very very fair she shouldn't she shouldn't be the black kid in the class but to be fair that franchise should have way more black people I said what I said anyway it's not an opportunity to call someone out it's not necessarily an opportunity to drag them it's an opportunity to maybe educate them I thought let me challenge this person to use their platform because last night it was used in a different way. So let me challenge them to use it in a better way. Maybe it was a mistake. Maybe they didn't realize the intention behind it. So let me give them the opportunity, opportunity, opportunity is what I'm trying to say. Opportunity to now use their platform to correct their mistake. I am personally hurt and offended that I gave someone this opportunity to do so. to do that and it wasn't done now I understand that an apology was made but when I know that when I know what could have been done <laughs> what could have possibly been done when I know that I challenged some what I challenged someone to do and they refused to do it or they did not do it I'm upset end quote <sighs> so Rachel, being the designated black, decided to try to talk to Hannah. Apparently that conversation didn't go well. And that's how Rachel feels about the whole situation. Um, yeah, there's no apology tours anymore. And not in the, the third decade of the 21st century. No, absolutely not. There are no more apology tours for the N word. You know, at that point, as a white person, you know, there's no such thing as an N-word pass because being black is not a monolith and it's not something that you can like exchange and like it's received everywhere. No, results may vary. So if you try to use it in front of your little friends who are a little too scared or a little too ashamed of their blackness to stand up and say, no, that's not appropriate. Fine. You might get away with it. Cute, wonderful, terrific. Try that in the inner city. Try that on my block. Try that in our neighborhoods. Try that at our churches. Try that at a, a, a crowded like market. Try that. Let's see what happens. Try that at a job interview. Try that at work. Let's see what happens. Like I said, results may vary. <sighs> Going down the train of disasters. Greta Stenger. You knew I was going to talk about her. Had to talk about her. Greta Stinger is a former drama director at the Humboldt, in Humboldt County, California. <sighs> and shout out to Twitter for the viral nature of these type of things. During a quarantine protest, which is the dumbest things in the world, you're going to protest people trying to save your life. I already went on a rant about this. I think they're so dumb. But anyway, she, Greta showed up 
and she saw a sign that she liked and that sign that she liked she decided to hold and that sign said muzzles are for slaves and dogs i am a free human being it also featured a picture of anastasia the enslaved who was an enslaved woman of african descent who lived in the 19th century in brazil and she's held in high regard as an unofficial saint of the country her image is always depicted with the face mask and collar right <sighs> following <laughs> of course following the image of greta holding this sign that she didn't make it wasn't her sign but she decided to hold it and someone took a picture of it for whatever reason following this photo going viral each of the institutions that stinger formerly worked with or for has since put miles of distance between them including the north coast preparatory and performing arts academy and a bunch of other places i'm now i don't feel like reading of course after the fallout as all caught racists tend to do just like amy from earlier greta decided to go on her apology tour she was she made her a little apology she said the sign was not hers but it was handed to her by another protester at the demonstration um, which is also backed up by a previous photo of the actual creator of this sign, Larkin Small, who looks like she is the, <clears throat> she looks like the product of inbreeding. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, Larkin doesn't actually look sorry at all as being the creator of the sign. Um, and I don't think that Greta was sorry either. She saw the sign. She identified with the sign. She held the sign. It wasn't like Larkin was like, oh, can you hold this? I have to go get some more racist things out of my, like, you know, trailer park. Can you go get that really, really, can you hold this for me really, really fast? She, she's holding it in a way that's showing that she's, what she's protesting. The same way you would see anyone holding a sign at, like, pick any rally, pick any protest, pick an actual protest. Let me say that because these do not, no. These are, this is just, this is just foolishness. You're protesting the fact that you can't get a haircut. Never mind the fact that someone has to actually come into work to cut your hair. Um, also known as a hairstylist or a barber. So not only are you, because you clearly aren't socially distancing because you're protesting social distancing measures, you're not only putting yourself at risk, you're putting the barber and their family at risk. But you know, you want a haircut. Whatever. <sighs> Back to Stinger. She wrote, I got caught and I am sad about, and I am sad about it. <laughs> she didn't write that. I just wrote that. <laughs> but I wish she would have. That would have been great. Holding that sign up at the, at the lockdown protest was a grave mistake. And I asked for forgiveness from all who, all of those. Sorry, I got to stop laughing. Whew, give me a second. Holding that sign up at the lockdown protest was a grave mistake and I asked for forgiveness from all of those who I have caused pain as I had no sign of my own I was it was handed to me by another protester and a photographer took the picture before I considered the racial the racist implications my intent was to take a stand for the freedom of all persons and I mistakenly held a sign that conveyed the opposite Please know that I, res that I respect the dignity of all people and, have, and sincerely regret any suffering I have caused. 
you can go ahead and take that and throw that in the trash. Because <laughs> let me tell you right now, none of that. No, you looked at that sign and you thought it was cool and you held it. Why would you show up to a protest with no sign? If you want, also, you can show up to a protest with no sign. You don't need to have, necessarily have a sign to protest. You know, you wanted to hold a sign. You saw, um, you saw Larkin, Lark Clark, whatever her name is, the inbred girl. You saw her, her sign and you wanted to hold it. And because of that, you got caught up in this racist swirl of, of, of stuff that Lark Clark girl could have easily have just been on her own with, Right. You had your life ruined. You had a viral picture taken of you doing something very, very foolish, very, very terrible, very, very racist. You equated wearing a mask to a muzzle. And, and yeah, okay, dogs are sometimes trained with muzzles, but using a person of color, using a black person, using the legacy and the torture and the, and the, the horror of slavery to try to make your point as a white woman and then coming along and say, I believe in the dignity of all people, get the hell out of here. <laughs> you can save it. Anyone with any sense of common decency would have seen that monstrous sign for what it was and realized it's completely irre- ir- irrelevant to what you're trying to protest. It was completely irrelevant. You thought the sign was something cool. You thought it was appealing. You thought you wanted to take a turn holding it and you did. And then you had to muster up this raggedy apology with the same muster of a child who got caught doing something they shouldn't have done. Save it. Own up to your racism. And let's all be done with it. Well, that's that on that. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to me rant and rave. Now it's time for Blacks in the Deep End. So before we do Blacks in the Deep End, I actually do have a wrap-up rant. And this is for anyone who is harassing John Boyega. John Boyega, you guys might know him best as Finn in Star Wars. He is a British actor who recently went on his Instagram uh, live to discuss some tweets that he posted. Tweets that read the the following. I fucking hate racists. (laughs) And then there's a slew of things like that. So he he, uh, went on live to explain himself. And he doesn't really, you know, mince too many words. He doesn't like racism. He talks about the brutal murder of, of George Floyd, which recently happened and was completely unnecessary. George Floyd was an African-American man who was apparently being arrested for a fraud, a nonviolent crime. He was already subdued. He was already taken into custody. He was already handcuffed. There were already multiple officers on the scene. Um, One of the officers decided to put the full weight of his body on George's neck for the better part of 10 minutes, resulting in his death. George is screaming that he can't breathe. George is screaming that his whole body hurts. George cannot get enough air. The bystanders who are recording, they're taking pictures. I have not watched the video and I cannot bring myself to. And I have respect for anyone who chooses not to watch it because please protect your peace. Like, please, please protect your peace, Um, especially in times like these. Uh, It's amazing that, you know, when quarantine started, 
mass shooting went down and, you know, uh, all these other things went down. But racism is just really police brutality and racism are just literally right outside our door. It's 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 incredible. Um, Long in the short. John Boyega used his platform to discuss the George Floyd situation, discuss his tweets, and to what some some would say double down, but I say further enforce the fact that racism is not okay and it's never been okay, and we're, this isn't we're not a, we're not going to tolerate racism anymore. Racism is wrong, just like homophobia is wrong, just like misogyny is wrong, just like ableism is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong it's terrible exclusionary behavior that usually ends up in the harm hurt or death of others and we're not going to tolerate it anymore so for him to stand up and say you know that he does not like racist I applaud him that's the kind of stance we need to hear and I'm like and then there was a ton of people who got offended well you can't hate racist well racists hate us racists have always hated us so what are you trying to say what are you trying to say? Well, that's not the right. No, I don't want to hear it. If you are more offended that he is pointing out a terrible, awful, it's like saying I hate rapists or I hate pedophiles. Well, you can't hate. Yes, I can. They are monsters. <laughs> yes, I can. Yes, I can. I don't have any room for them, people. They need help. They need to go to therapy. They need to figure out their issues and get some control or they need to be locked away, locked oh, far, 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 far away. It's that same thing. This is monstrous behavior. This is terrible behavior. And so if you are offended by him saying it, guess what? You're the people that he's talking to. And you need to deal with that. So that's my rant for the week. By the way, this is a John Boyega stand account now. Um, I also want to send special love to doctors Cynthia and Jasmine Kuji, I hope I said that correctly. Both of them who have attended medical school miles apart from each other, mother and daughter, have just recently uh, been placed, been matched at LSU. And so they're going to be pursuing, uh, I believe Cynthia is pursuing family medicine and Jasmine is studying general surgery. And that is just so wonderful and so great. And I'm super excited that... I'm super excited for them. Like mother and daughter just out here just and you placed at the same school now, so now you guys can like be together when you can cuz poor doctors like y'all doctors, nurses, medical professionals, like y'all are the real ones. Like shout out to y'all cuz all the map, just all the information you have to know. Jesus lord. Anyway, um thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Please don't forget to leave a review. Hopefully it's a good one. Otherwise I don't want it. No, I'm just kidding. But please leave a good review. Um, Don't forget that you can bless this show if you are interested um, on Patreon. I am on Patreon as Whitney Elise. Um, So if you want to become a patron, there's a lot of benefits to being a patron of this show, uh, which you can read when you go on to Patreon. So don't forget Patreon, Whitney Elise. Thank you guys so much for listening, for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Um, Like, thank you for your support. Like, I cannot stress it. I cannot say it enough. I cannot. (sighs) I love (laughs) y'all. 
I really, really do. I have a dope community, um, and I'm so grateful. If you guys want to contact me directly, you can always at me at The Reclaimed on Instagram. And on Twitter, you can hit me up on TikTok as Anti-Blackfish Club. Um, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys so, so much. And until next week, y'all, peace.